Okay, I'll do the intro today. Are we ready? Okay. Do you, have you consumed all the things? What's that? Have I consumed all the things? No, but I will go on mute when I'm consuming something from now on. I don't believe you. <laughs> I will, 100%. Look, I'm about to eat chip right now. Mmm, that was good. Oh my gosh. That was a long break. What happens if I say something in mid-chip, and then you're going to unmute yourself, like, with a mouthful of chips? No, I know what to do. Okay. Trust me. All right. I've done this before. Okay. I'm skilled at this. Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid. I'm Rick. I'm Holly. And I'm Jose. Were you on mute eating a chip? We're your host. No, I wasn't on mute eating sure anything. I was getting ready for the introduction. I felt like I was there actually. Was a long I was, okay, I was actually preparing for you to fail miserably. You did a very good job. I wow. have to say that. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Second because, episode no, because in. I failed last time. I'm not saying anything about you. I'm, just I'm saying, a professional. Like, I, I fumbled. Huh? I'm it, a professional. It happened so fast. I wasn't ready. It's like <laughs> three, two, one. Here I go. <laughs> It happens a lot. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. Welcome to another episode. Wow. <laughs> cool, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Y'all take the show from here. <laughs> Smell you later. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it's been a week. It's, it's been a week, and we're recording another episode. This is it's awesome. Aren't you guys excited? Woo-hoo. I'm so excited right now. The most excited. I'm so excited that I want to let y'all know, the audience, how to reach us. Oh. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> nope. Okay. You can go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Uh, you can find mm. us on Twitter at IGTGS show or X, whatever it's called now. You can thread our Instagram at it's going to get stupid. That means you can go to either one of those yeah. and see us there. Yeah, Just I, think that, sure we understand. I think they cracked your code. You can search <laughs> it's going to get stupid podcast on YouTube. And you can leave us a voicemail at 281-870-4055. Awesome. Today, uh, we've decided to talk about pushing boundaries. Uh, as I feel, so, as I feel like we've already pushed some boundaries. No, Rick had brought up, you know, and asked me, you know, do you want to talk about, you know, uh, trying to make everything R-rated? And I, I thought about this a bit, and I thought it a little more broadly because recently, uh, spoiler alert for, for you, you, uh, you know, Rick and Holly, but not too bad. And the Guardians of Galaxy Three, I'm sure you know it. There's an F bomb dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like the first F bomb in a mainstream Marvel film, right? Really? That's, yeah, pretty sure. No, no, no. I'm like, oh. I, I remember hearing about it, and then now like my brain is catching up to like the realization that there is actually an F bomb in this movie. Yeah, in a, in like a family film, like this is. I mean, you know, it's it's a Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's yeah. it's got some innuendo and some some adult moments, but like. A hard f like i mean it was just like 
is hard. <laughs> it was very unexpected yeah. when I watched the movie. And so I was like, wait, what is this thing rated? And obviously it's not rated at R, right? It's rated PG-13. And so apparently you can throw in one F-bomb in PG-13 movies now. You're allowed one. I mean, maybe one. you've always been able to do that. Yeah, you're always, you're allowed one. You're always allowed one. It, it doesn't necessarily say F-bomb, but it's the, uh, you're allowed one curse word that is they, what they consider a harsh curse word which that would be and yeah it's the so first time guess, in a marvel movie that it's happened and i guess there have been other movies where they took out like they had other words and they had to take out other words because they could only that rule of only having one but it was just so stark and striking to me and i'm like why does it why feel does forced? this movie need this that did it feel forced i don't think it felt forced necessarily but it just was like out of place do you know what i yeah. mean like it wasn't it wasn't like they were trying to be edgy and it, it didn't seem out of place with the character that's the interesting thing because like um i'm not gonna say who said it oh that's too much spoiling for y'all but is mantis wasn't it it was definitely Mantis. No, because a couple of them could say it and it would be fine, right? Yeah. Like it would make sure of their character. But it didn't didn't like go against the character at all. But just I don't know. It's just something about this movie that I'm watching with my my 15 year old. Yeah. You know, who probably knows all the curse words anyway. But it doesn't matter. I'm just like, this should have been a place where I don't have to have that. Yeah. And it feels like you think about Thor. Yep. Love and Thunder with like nudity and again PG thirteen like some of these movies that are supposed to go for a wider audience are just pushing boundaries. Now yep. I say that and then I go back and watch PG movies because there never used to be a TG thirteen and there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of nudity in those movies too. Yeah, what was it like, that created PG thirteen? I for, I forget. I can look it up. What was what? There, that? there was a movie PG? that created the first PG thirteen like the first PG thirteen rating. I don't know, but it was it was definitely in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Um, Red Dawn. Red. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did it create the? Yep. Yeah. Why, why did it create PG thirteen? Was it just because uh, like it had? I've not, also I've never seen Red Dawn. Shame on me. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm surprised Holly doesn't have a comment about never seeing Red Dawn. Also, I Shame searched up PG thirteen, and it says is PG thirteen okay for seven year olds? <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the qu people always also ask. I'm like, okay. That's yeah, weird. but nobody. I mean, I feel like nobody even really pays attention to those ratings anymore because we'll go to a movie and there's people like an R movie with like little kids. I'm like, you are aware this is. Uh... Probably a little more intense for a young young child, but I don't I don't know if people really look at ratings anymore. Well, we all know how I feel about bringing kids into a movie to begin with, uh, young children. Yeah. So but you're right. Like I, I I think there are young kids in R-rated movies or even PG thirteen. Like just forget right. Like this is obviously not a kid movie that they're going to be interested in or care about necessarily. So it's there's. There's a lot of information about this. Apparently, Raiders of the Lost Ark was the cause for the MPA uh, or the MPAA. There's two different references here for them to create the PG-13 movie. So, really? Temple of, or yeah, 
because Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most, it's the finest film of all films. And then Holly's favorite movie, Gremlins, also had a part oh, to do man, with I it. Oh, Gremlins. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but then Red Dawn became the official first movie to have uh, the PG-13 rating. You know, I'm going to go on a tangent oh, about okay. Gremlins. I'm going to go on a tangent. What was it rated? What was Gremlins rated? PG. A PG. PG. Okay, okay, okay. Um, as a child that went to see this in the movie theater, I'm going to tell you that during the 80s when they were running trailers or commercials on TV for the Gremlins, all they showed were, was Gizmo. Gizmo, this cute fuzzy thing. And it was like, oh, look at these things. It's so cute. A lot of parents brought their little kids because they're like, look at this cute little stuffed animal. It's going to be precious. Not one single time where any of the trailers had like the gremlins. We just thought, I don't know what we thought, but my mom was, was horrified. It was a kid's movie, right? It had to be. It was not a kid's movie. Th- it was horrifying. But I had, it was marketed as a kid's I movie. I had nightmares for years oh. because I was way oh too young. I was way too young to watch Gremlins in the theater. And when Spike came out, I swear, like every every dream I had for four years would start, start out normal. Normal dream. You're floating on a cloud, whatever. Then everything turns to gizmo, like Gremlins and like Spike comes out and kills me every time for four years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because well, it's, not, it's, because, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. Well, it's because like the, like all of the like you'd see the trailers on TV. They're like, oh, look at these gremlins. Go see the movie. And everyone was like, oh, that looks so cute. Let's go see it. I swear, it was cute for like five minutes, and then it became horrifying. Well, I guess that makes sense, right? They don't want to te- they don't want to bury the lead of like, hey, this is the the actual thing that's going on in this movie, and like you want it to be shocking. But how do you do that? And I mean, because I remember some of the marketing and I've l- listened to it since, but it it kind of hints at it, but it doesn't tell you what's going on. It didn't on, so. hint at it. I think if they would have said something sinister <laughs> will happen if you feed it after midnight, put it in water well, just, and but, you're going to die. Still, I don't until, know. The, Holly, the way it says the rules about it, it's like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. It kind of could be sinister, but it just doesn't. It doesn't say it's going to change into this monster. It never says that. I'm like, sorry, but if you get a thing from the pet store, from like some random pet store in an alley, back alley, backwoods, whatever, and they're like, don't do these things, don't do those things. Like in my head, I'm like, of course you're going to follow the rules and keep your cute little gremlin normal. Like, hello. What were they called? They weren't called gremlins. Like Kwamis, not Kwamis. Mogwais. You're going to keep Mogwai. it as cute as possible. Did you, call, did you say Kwamis? I no, said Kwamis. Kwamis, because we were watching so The Miraculous Ladybug miraculous and Cat Lady Noir. Noir. I'm just saying, like, if you get a cute little fuzzy, fluffy alien, and they're like, do these things, and it'll stay cute and fluffy forever, why would you deviate? Oh, I can't feed it after because midnight? You, Here because you you're go. A teenage, because you're a teenager, and you don't have responsibility. And your deadbeat father's left you with this thing. It's the Not whole, it's the whole like, don't push the red button. Well, of course I'm going to push it. Is Matthew Broderick a teenager in that movie? It's not Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick is not in that movie, He's not, sir. He's not in that movie. That's not him. That's not Matthew Broderick. It's some who guy who, I don't know that he did anything else, because he probably got shamed out of Hollywood for being a part of a movie that like pulled the wool over my eyes and made me have nightmares <clears> for four years. I'm looking at Zach Galligan is his name. Don't know who that is. He, He's done other things, but I mean, he's no, he's not. Well, nothing. I think he did. He's no Phoebe. Too. He's no Phoebe Cates. I tell you that much. Well, uh, you know, they're two different. Yep. Okay. <sighs> Gremlins. It was horrifying. 
It was horrifying. So when we got married, when Rick and I got married, he had a little stuffed gizmo. And I said, you know what? That <laughs> cannot come with you to the marriage. I made him get rid of it. <laughs> she did. No way. I did. I'm like, Oof. I'm sorry. Like, terrorized me as a child. You're not going to bring that in my house. Probably would have paid for my retirement. I'm not going to bring that in my I don't think I've house. ever seen Gremlins 2. Oh, Gremlins 2 is great. I, yeah, I avoided them I don't them think it's bad. I've just on. never seen it. Apparently there's a Gremlins 3. <laughs> No, the dawn of Is Desmond. There? Who's Desmond? That's, that sounds fake. That sounds. That's what are you talking about? I'm just looking it up. I don't think that's. When uh, was this made? But I think I, I think was like to. I think that filmmakers mm. they take these uh, ratings and they're like because they have. I mean, it's so like obscure. Like you can't use. Um, like you can only drop one word that might be a little more harsh. Well, who's who's making that harsh level? Someone might be like, well, an F-bomb isn't that harsh. I mean, it's like there's so... I mean, it's not clearly defined. And I think, like, the, the movie, like, creators are taking these things and, like, if I can get a PG-13 rating, I can get more people in. And then they just try to push, like, like that thin like Walk that thin line of it could be R, but it's not because it did go beyond this point. I yeah. don't know. Well, like I was telling Luca this morning, like, you know, Deadpool's about to come out, Deadpool 3. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, obviously it's going to be rated R. And I mean, I get the the fascination with Deadpool, 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 Deadpool like, you know, being the Merc Even with the Deadpool mouth. Deadpool and, sounds great. And everything. And, and, I'd never read any of the Deadpool comics, so I imagine there was language in the Deadpool comics, but I feel like they probably bleeped it out, like with the little um, substitution characters that they normally do in comics. Um, and it's like... No, I don't think they did. I don't know. Maybe they did. It was Rob Liefeld, so he was doing whatever he wanted at that point. Um <laughs> And so it's like, this movie's going to be big, right? Like, there's going to be a ton of, like, crossover. You know, we're already getting Hugh Jackman in, in the Wolverine costume. There's supposed to be, you know, uh, a bunch of people from the X-Men universe, a bunch of people potentially from, you know, like, the current MCU universe. And I'm not going to take mm-hmm. Luca to see it because it's rated R. But we never, took, we never took him to see any of the DC movies either. No, we didn't. Um, because those were all rated R. No, just the just the Snyder cut in Ultimate Edition of BB. You mean Deadpool? You mean Deadpool movies? Holly? No, those are rated R. Yeah, but she was saying about oh, the, the, about the, the, DC the, the DC movies. Uh, DC movies. You probably didn't take them because they were terrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that too. He didn't well, see Wonder Woman. No, Wonder. so well, we we didn't take him to see those because they're much darker. Like the the tone yeah, of them I, is just well, much darker. Well, they're 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 envelope pushers, right? Yeah, a lot of them. They're very much like oh, like. Black Adam is a terrible film. Um, and it's it's trying to be so edgy for its PG-13. I'm like, guys, nobody cares about this. Yeah. Just make a good movie. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard. Like, Deadpool, Deadpool, I think, is the exception, though, because you can't make that not rated R. You know what I mean? Um, I think from a violent standpoint, that's probably one thing. And I'm going to completely, like, say the worst parenting thing. I'm almost more okay with... Like there's a there's a threshold of violence that I can subject my child to from like from like movies and TV I shows. I thought you were about to say I'm gonna let him watch Saw forget whatever. <laughs> well no. So like okay, in Fortnite today, and this is gonna be a week later, 
Um, they release um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger skin from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, right? Yes, and awesome. I immediately want to buy that. Um, but I, like Holly and I talk about Terminator 2 Judgment Day often as like one of the best science fiction movies that science fiction action movies that we'd ever seen. It really and is. Luca really wants to watch it. But then, like, we had a we had a discussion. I was like, what is it rated? I was like, it's rated R. And I was like, really? Like, why is it rated R? And then she reminded me of when um, the T-1000 imitates John Connor's stepmom. It has the giant blade oh, yeah. going through her, her, uh, her, her face. Well, and, and, when, and when he kills the uh, when he kills the security guard. Right. And so, like, there's a there's a lot of stuff there that I don't want to subject him to as you know, at the age that she's currently at. So my thing is, is like, I get that there's certain characters that benefit from it. But when I talk to like my coworkers who are like in their mid to, you know, early to anywhere from like 20 to 30 and even their early thirties, they're all like, Oh man, like we, we wish like everything was rated R. Like even some of the YouTube reviewers, um, who I noticed that don't have kids or at least don't talk about, you know, having a family all want everything rated R. And, it's very, I don't like that because it limits what I'm going to subject my children to. Yeah. Right. And so, like, and, and I was going to go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, like, I didn't think you could make a Terminator that wasn't rated R. Yeah. But after watching, like, oh, wait, Battle, Elite Battle Angel, was that, that wasn't rated R, was it? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I was PG 13. And that pushed limits pretty, like, with violence, you know? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like, gore violence or just like mutilation violence uh, other than but it was it was it was against a uh, machine so it's kind of okay-ish you know um but that didn't that could have had a lot more violence and and blood and gore and cursing and all this stuff and it didn't and it was a solid i loved the movie so yeah it was, so it was pg-13 for sequences of sci-fi violence in action and for some language yeah so i mean it but it wasn't like like i wouldn't let my kids watch it you know kind of thing because yeah just a, a good movie so i don't think you have to have that but then again these movies aren't for children i think that's part of the problem we're experiencing like i love this mcu universe right yep and i want my kids especially uh my oldest to enjoy it with me and watch these movies but yep. like sometimes i'm wary to let her watch certain things because i'm like eh, i don't know about that you know and got to make these decisions instead of just saying, oh, it's okay. Like, it's fine to watch because it's PG-13. But I can't even say that now because I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I yep. can't be sure that it's okay um, because it's just, you know, they're, they're pushing the limits all the time or trying to put things in there that don't even belong. Like, I mean, especially in Love and Thunder, like, none of that stuff belonged in the movie. It was like, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of like the F-bomb in the Gardens of Guys who didn't. It didn't enhance the movie anymore. It didn't, and, and, and it's the third movie. So like, who ca- like if it would happen in the first movie, then I would expect some of it, you know. But to to continue it on and then do it now yeah. doesn't really make sense either. That's part of the problem, and so it it kind of lends itself to a oh we're trying to make things you know edgy or this or that, and I don't even know why they're doing that. I really don't like. I don't see. I mean, I guess you have coworkers that like really want to see R-rated movies or just like want the ultra violence or the cursing or just like to imitate real life, I guess, but yeah. my life's not like that. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wish people, I, I wish there was less of a draw to it. 
I want to be able to have a, you know, movies are very important to Holly and I. It was what we did on our first date. It's, you know, something that we do often. And it's, you know, whenever, you know, the kids aren't with us, like the first thought that we usually have in our head is like, what movie are we going to go see in the theater um, that we no- normally wouldn't see with the kids? And so, you know, that being said, like I enjoy the movie watching experience and I enjoy taking our kids to go see movies and to share in like the comic book universe that, you know, we've, you know, that as children, like we dreamed of, right? Like I still remember like one of the, my, you know, there was that comic book magazine called wizard. And one of my mm-hmm. favorite issues of it was like fan casting of the X-Men movie Yes, that there had been Where rumors casted, that, uh, that there had been rumors Sir about Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And they cast Sir Patrick Stewart as, um, as professor X, they had Clint Eastwood as Wolverine. He would have been really good, but like, like he, he was a, like 40 years early. Yeah. But... He was already too old at that point. Like when that issue came out, I think they did have Angela Bassett, a storm oh, she like in their perfect. fan casting. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and so, you know, like being able to like read that as a kid and, and then grow up to like watch these movies and still have them be accessible to some, you know, at that age, like when I could still have that correlation that was a lot of fun and that meant a lot. Um, I just think we're getting away from, and I know a lot of people aren't having, we're not having as many children as we were before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so maybe that's where it's coming from. There's a lot of people who are waiting till much later in life to have kids. Our child population is dwindling and you know, who knows, maybe that's what's causing it. And there's, you're not thinking like that. I mean, we've you know our kids are nine and 12 and for the last 12 years it's been like what can we watch with our kids that's appropriate versus we're just going to watch whatever well are you talking about appropriate as far as like subject matter or language both because i don't know i just feel like i mean we've talked about this with the kids before but words are words like somebody at some point deemed certain words bad in other words, good. And it's kind of like, so are we coming at it as a... Because, I mean, I told the kids, I would prefer it if you used different words for now until you really develop communication skills. But when you get older, I mean, whatever word you need to, like, communicate what you need to say, yeah, they're just words. Like, no words are bad. It just depends on how you use them. And I think... Like, are we coming at it from a Puritan stance? <laughs> like, that's that's like, valid. I mean, that's valid. because like, honestly, like words are becoming less uh, issuey with the uh, the younger generation. So, is it just us wanting to like going back on the oh, these are bad words, don't say them? I Maybe. mean, because Iron Man, I mean, he said some words that I would prefer well especially when the kids are like what does that word mean like when he calls someone up you know puss in boots but not in boots and then then luke is like what is what is this word and then, and then i have to try to explain to my child yeah. like well it's not nice D- but did iron man say that twice yeah he did twice wait, wait once in two really? different movies yeah yeah he called someone that twice what I don't remember and that. that because that That's word bad. is not uh well there weren't any f bombs so they were allowed to drop that one word yeah. and that was the word they chose which I'm like I don't know you know if you're going to talk about anatomy being like calling someone a sensitive whatever call them 
ballsy or something. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I mean, it's like... Those insoles are kind of backwards, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. You know, one, like, births a child, one, you flick yeah. it, and they fall on the floor crying. Oh, my gosh. It hurts so bad. But I'm just saying, like, um, Iron Man dropped that twice, and so, I don't know, it's like, give me a rundown of the words that I might need to tell my child, like, these are words you're going to hear, you know, do you have any questions? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe there is a bit of that. It's coming from a, the Puritan yeah, stance maybe. of like, oh, these words are bad. But I don't know. I, I kind of I'm kind of falling to the side of I just why can't they just be words? Why can't we just make the words again? Like, yeah. I don't know if we give them power, like, though those are bad, then they will always be bad. I mean, just yeah. make them words. I don't know. I mean, I'm I am OK with the ratings uh, depicting like. Like if it's mature content that I don't want my child to be introduced to so early, but I don't know. But I also don't want to be like, okay, words are words. And then they're like, we're going to drop all the F-bombs, every other word. Because I, think then it'll be like, I think there's a balance to it, right? And I think yeah. as parents, like it's up to us to like make sure like if if the language that they're being exposed to is not something that we want repeated, then we we encourage them not to repeat it, right? And explain why we don't repeat it. And and we try to do that, right? Like whenever, you know, we hear it in music or we hear it in in movies, like, you know, we, we always just, you know, like Holly was saying earlier, you know, we would prefer them not to use these words. And this is the reason why. Um, I just don't want the, I don't know, like it just, I felt like this all started when like Game of Thrones came out, right? Like, and Game of Thrones was like the first thing to hit that was like, just like super edgy, very mature and in sci-fi, right? And everyone loved it. And they were like, I want everything to be Game of Thrones, right? Like all the, all the adult content. But that wasn't so much the language, the language. that was the nudity. I know, but like it's it kind of started this trend of like everything needs to be that. But we did go through a phase like late 90s, early 2000s yeah. where... Like full frontal, like, like male, male, full, male frontal full frontal was like in all comedy movies. Yeah. Like you got it at some point and it was hilarious. No, it wasn't. I'm just saying everyone <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, uh, how many, how many do I have to look at? Yeah. Like make it stop. Yeah. But I mean, that became like the well, punchline joke <clears throat> is like, let's drop trowel and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I think we have to realize that <clears throat> the rating system that we use here in America anyway it's not very good. No, it's flawed. Right. I think that's the part of the problem that we're having is that like, okay, like me personally, like I'm getting hung up on words. Like, like I was thinking about, you know, I was looking at the curse words in Iron Man three and I, I don't remember half of those words being in there, but I was like, Oh my gosh, why does it's it have all lot. these words? And, and then about quantum manium where it talks about, uh, you know, male genitalia with yep. a D like several times. Yep. Like more than once, easily twice, more than twice, I think. Yep. And I'm like, why though? Like what I get, it's an insult, but like, it's a, like, you don't need to do that. This is obviously a children's movie. You know what I mean? Like this Not is a children's kids. movie, like, but, this is... but there's the assumption that kids are going to see this movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's like even that, but that even kind of like, it's not Iron Man three, it is Ant-Man. And that's like, even his vibe is more kidsy you know what i mean yeah. like more yeah. than even so than guardian so i mean like 
I know they're trying to go wide. That's not their audience though, right? Right. They don't care about kids in general. They're trying to speak to comic book fans who like those in edgy jokes and yeah. everything. But I mean, I guess this will be always be the parent plight of like, I want my kids to see these things because I resonate with them, but they're not made for my kids. Well, more, I think it's more, I want my kids to see these things because I want to see them. Right. <laughs> and if I want to see them and I don't want them to see it, then I have to figure out how to go see this movie and also pay for a babysitter or coordinate schedules with someone to watch my children. Yeah. Or we just wait till it's streaming and then not have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Which is what we usually true, do, which true, is why yeah. we kind of watch things a little late. Yeah. A little delayed. So what do y'all think about the rating system? Email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can rate our threads in our Instagram at it's going to get stupid. Do you rate it? I don't think you rate. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought know you said braid. You can braid it. <laughs> thread it you together. Can braid it. Braid our threads. You can go to YouTube and search. It's going to get stupid podcasts. You can leave us a voicemail at 281-870-4055. So we just watched so, a little show called Secret Invasion. And what? this isn't going to be the last we watched, but we're going to talk about Secret Invasion real quick. Um, six episodes. Nick Fury battling the scrolls, the bad scrolls. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it could have been a lot better. Uh, I think there's a lot of it. It kind of brings up some interesting questions, leaves a little like provides some flimsy answers. Um, this is going to be two weeks out since the premiere. So we're going to spoil it. Um, the two things that stuck out to me, a, um, that hospital that they put the president in was like the cheapest budget <laughs> hospital that they could have, they, like there was no security. It's like, Hey, where's the president? He's in that room. Thanks. I yeah. don't know. It's just but like, not only that, but like, show me your credentials. Just like, I don't know. The hospital room itself was just, it was like yeah. the, the dollar store version of a hospital. Like you would think that they would put the president of the of the United States in like a really like well done protected and a protected monitoring like everything. It was like, here's a TV that's bolted onto the wall and here's a screen that's going to do something. I don't know what it's hooked up to, but sure. Yeah. You know. At um, one point, Rhodey walks into the place and he goes, where's the president? And they point him directly to where the president is like, are you serious? You're just yeah. giving away classified information like that? I thought it was hilarious. I was yeah. like, it's kind of it is kind of wrong. That she just said, there's a president right down there. And that would never happen. Um, anyway. <laughs> I didn't like that they killed off uh, Marie Hill or supposedly kill, killed her off. Well, they buried something. They did. But somebody in a casket. No one's ever really dead. Um I didn't like the way that they ended her character, though. I um, know. That was so, like, I don't know. This was supposed to be her time to, like, really be, yeah. I don't know, step out. I think, And they were like, oh, here we go. We're going to shoot you first thing. I think if they were going to kill her off, they could have waited till the till the end. I, I don't know that her death was necessary to show the brokenness in Nick Fury at that point. I think they could have done that to somebody else. I mean, Coulson came back, so she could come back. Yeah. I mean, not, nobody's. Everybody comes so, back. What did y'all think of Nick Fury in this show? 
it was really weird. We got multiple versions of the character um, that didn't always make sense. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the writing. Uh, we got a little bit of like jewels from Pulp Fiction every now and then, <laughs> like hints of it. And then we got like, I'm broken and sad Nick Fury. And then we got regular Nick Fury. Um, and he would kind of, he would bounce from, bounce between, right? Between like from scene <clears throat> to scene. Because and then what I, I felt with their tr- okay. Oh, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's talking to to Gaia, and he sees police lights in the background. And he's like, "I gotta go!" Like mid conversation, and just walks out the door. <laughs> what about you? What do you think about Nick Fury? I don't know. He seemed really. I don't know. It was. Uh... It was inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, because he's been pretty consistent. Anytime he shows up in any of the other MCU movies, he's been very consistent. Yeah. And this one was like, I don't know. I felt real sad for him. Like he had, not that he's emotionless, but he's so emotionless. Yeah. I mean, I think the most emotion he showed was in uh, Captain Marvel and... I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like he's not that but guy. But that was a prequel story, right? That well, was like yeah. before. I know, but it's so. like he. It seemed like they went from Captain Marvel to this because he was kind of <laughs> super emotional about things instead of like shut it off, robot, do what I need to do. He was really emotional, and uh, I don't know. It was kind of. Uh, it seemed just like a different character, not the Nick Fury that they've created. Yeah, it just seemed like a different character. I liked him i liked his character i just don't think it was consistent yeah i mean i know that he he was kind of saying i went through a lot when i was gone for five years like coming back is jarring but i don't know he just seemed super broken yeah but they also didn't explore that enough right like right i think i think they tried to and, and i understand what they were going for right because you have captain marvel when he first started like he was a new agent he wasn't the Nick Fury that we all know, right? And so they gave you a little glimpse into his past. But Nick Fury is always like, you know, you watch um, Winter Soldier, and he's yeah. like, he gets trapped. He's that whole car scene where they have him trapped. Yeah, an amazing great. scene, right? And then he cuts through the bottom and gets out through the sewers. Really cool. But that's Nick Fury. Like he always like figures it out. And in Captain Marvel, he wasn't really figuring stuff out. And here, he like really teeters between being kind of that new agent again and not being a yeah. step ahead of everybody. And they, they reference it so many times, but then he just ends up like saving the president and like being B a again. I'm like, I don't know, man, I, I can't like leave him broken then. Right. Le- leave him making mistakes and having to pay for them. And even when he made mistakes that he paid for, like I would assume Marie, Marie Hill's one of them. I didn't feel the weight of that. I didn't feel like it was directly Nick Fury's fault. Yeah. You know, because he wasn't on his game that that happened necessarily. It just seemed happenstancy. So you know what I mean? The, so the other it, thing was, I felt like they were kind of trying to do this bait and switch where like we were going to get like a, like a supposedly broken Nick Fury. And then at the mm-hmm. end, he shows up at the helicarrier, right? Or a, a Quinjet or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, like at the end, like he, he was, I expected him to be playing chess the entire time. He he looked extremely broken. He was frail. He wanted graphic to think that he could be easily beaten. And then at the end, you know, Falcon shows up, right? Or yeah, or somebody but shows not... up and and like Nick Fury's been, you know, orchestrating everything from behind the scenes. Well, I didn't like that the like 
the whole reason they're angry is because he promised them, yeah. I will find you guys a place to live. And he failed. Yeah. And they were like, fine, if you are going to fail us and lie to us, we're just going to live here. We're going to take over here. And he never said, like, what happened? Like, yeah. I'm still like, it was never like, oh, I'm really trying or I did these like these. These are the reasons like still hang tight. It was just kind of like, yeah, I just gave up. I well, don't care. No, they explain it, but they explain it in like a really dismissive, like really um, a line that was just very easy to ignore. He, Throwing away, he, it was, away, it was yeah. a throwaway line where he was like, you know, the the scrolls. You know, they they bring up that they were very much a warmongering people, and he was like, y'all. He basically said something like, "Y'all have done a lot of bad in the universe, and nobody wanted y'all, right?" But it was like a very short line in the middle of a conversation. I think he's having it with Talos on the train, and then like it's never mentioned again. But it was very like, I don't know. I looked, and, and nothing really came up. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't like. I will find, I don't know. It was just like, it wasn't important it was to him. And instead of like passing it on or like talking, it was just kind of like, you guys want to take over the whole world because of my failures. Oh, well, I don't know. It was just kind of like, yeah. I, I tried my hardest, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the part of the problem with this show. Uh, there's other things, but the characters, very inconsistent, consistent, very inconsistent. Yeah. I I wouldn't say hated, but I really dislike Ben Ben Mendelsohn as Talos in this show. He like yeah, it was a, again that was a weird ending to his character too. But it, but he was so mumbly and so kind of rumbling through thing. I don't know, man. Well, I just didn't feel anything whole, for the whole plan of like when Guy is asking him like, "What's your plan?" He's like, "I'm gonna stop Gravik and then I'm gonna go to the White House and tell him like, hey, buddy, I just saved your planet. Now give us a place I'd, to live.'" I, I'd be mad too, actually. I would be like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was just sad. So, speaking of Gaia, uh, she's like the Oof. strongest character in the entire MCU now. Uh, first off, I like Amelia Clark. A I do lot. too. I think she's a wonderful actress. Did not like her in the show. Again, didn't care. Yeah, just didn't care. I don't know, man. I just didn't. Like, that's that's one thing like Maria Hill's death was the only one that was like shocking to me yeah everybody else I was just like oh cool you know uh, Talos died okay whatever graphic dying as well but like fighting Gaia first off the fight was not as cool as I wanted it to be no. if you're gonna have both of them fight and then two the way she kind of like killed him instantly by hitting him in the chat wouldn't he just regenerate I don't understand no I'm uh, confused so, about how he died I read up on this extremist has one flaw where the heart has to stay intact Oh my gosh, that's. Dumb. But they never said that. It was just kind of like they they mentioned it in Iron Man three. I kept waiting, but didn't he shoot her in the chest? Like he, when, yeah, I, I, I was, I was waiting. Enough. I was waiting for him to regenerate. It was like, but it wasn't like did I do it? It was just kind of like boom, you're dead and move on. Apparently, in, in Iron Man three, because I thought the exact same thing. Uh, in Iron Man three, there's a stipulation kind of stated where like at least a portion of the heart has to remain intact. Um, if the entire heart is destroyed, which is what I'm assuming Gaia did to Gravik when she Captain Marvel yeah. blasted him through the chest, um, then you know he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to regenerate from that. It's a very flimsy plot hole. The, the crate, yeah, it's stupid. the The crazy thing about this is Gravik is such a good villain. Yeah, I think I, I really I liked him as a villain. He reminded me of Michael B. Jordan a bit, you know, yeah. as Killmonger. Like he had a he had a, an agenda that wasn't 
I mean, he was de- definitely manipulative and like he was going to kill humans, but like he felt betrayed. Yeah. He felt I'm used by human humanity. They'll never accept us. And the one people person we have behind our back just kind of bailed on us. And then our leader, you know, our military leader is kind of like weak now. So yeah. what's going on with us? You know, I think he had every right to do what he was doing. He went about it the wrong way, I guess. But, but then they reduced him. See, that that's really what frustrated me is uh, during the last couple episodes, he just started killing his own people, and he was doing this. He was almost like he was crazy. It was kind of like the Ronin effect where you have, like, this holy mission, and then you just turn insane. And you yeah. turn on people. You start killing all your people. And, and it, then Nick Fury like, does a dance like, battle. What's that? And then Nick Fury does a dance battle. <laughs> I was expecting it. Hey, anyway, I just thought Gravity just took a, a stupid yeah. turn. And you could maybe it's because he has all the powers. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just dumb, and I, I, I they didn't feed enough into him being burned and scorned and like struggling with that. Like you know what I mean? Because like he could yeah. just had some good in him still. Of like this is a struggle for me. Like I am angry, but I understand. Like you know, uh, Ta- I think he looked up to Talos. I think he yeah. looked up to Nick Fury, yeah. but I didn't see that in his character as he's battling with them. So two more things, um, highlights of the show. I thought Olivia Coleman was great. She oh should my be gosh, in every she movie. Amazing. She should be in everything. She I needs to her. take over as like the Nick Fury character. Oh, I love her. Um, like, or, you, uh, know what, you know what I'd like her to be? I'd like her to be um, the, 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 the Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character. Yeah. Yes. I'd like her to do that instead. She would be yes. way better at that. Yeah. Like, even making a bad team, you know? Yeah. A Thunderbolts team. Um, but I thought she was great. Like just the way that she portrayed that, you know, just – the acting was flawless, like the way she executed her lines and, and her, like everything that she did, like it, it was just, it was done so well. Um, she was so good. terrifying, but so cute. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you the shot and it's going to be horrible pain. Or you could just tell me, yeah. okay, we'll do it the other way. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was great. I did I enjoy her. this version of Rhodey. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Scroll Rhodey. Yeah. No. Well, I, I thought you, it, didn't, you don't like Scroldy. No, Scroldy? I don't like Scroldy. No, so I don't mean like I liked the villain aspect of him, but I thought it brought out Don Cheadle's acting ability. Like, mm-hmm. like well, he's an amazing I actor, know. but I mean, I, I didn't like the I didn't like the character because yeah. he was so uh, he didn't care. Yeah, like it was just like I have a thing. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, and Rhodey was not that. I mean, even like when he was kind of following like U.S. military protocol against yeah. the Avengers, he still was compassionate. Yeah, it wasn't like a. And I don't know. This Rhodey was kind of like I, I was ready for so for him to die. That leads me to something else, but I do want to <laughs> highlight one other thing: um, the conversation that uh, Rhodey and Nick Fury have in the restaurant. I thought was like just solid writing. Um, especially when, um, when Nick Fury is like, you know, we wrestled power away from men that don't look yes. like us. And Rhodey responds with something like, you know, we took that power so that we wouldn't give it, like, we wouldn't just give it back to men that look like us. Right. Um, and I, I thought it was just really well done. And I thought that conversation let two actors who are more than just like action heroes, like really truly show like their acting chops in an act in an action comic book yeah Yeah, man yeah and then the last thing um so i i did some more digging on possibly (laughs) when scroll roadie was put in place i don't think it was after civil war um 
because uh, it would negate a lot of things in Endgame. Specifically when the building collapses and um, Rhodey is trapped into the rubble and he yells canopy, canopy, canopy to have the machine um, release him. He crawls out of that versus like just getting up well, and walking away. Well, he was bleeding away. red blood, so that he wasn't then. It happened right. sometime after Endgame and Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier because yeah. that is when he didn't have any braces on. His so legs. I imagine like probably after Endgame. But what I think is going to happen is in Armor Wars, you know, we're getting a movie out of that as opposed to a show. And after seeing Secret Invasion, I'm actually kind of glad we're getting a movie because I think they'll give it a little bit more attention um, than the Disney Plus shows. Um, I think we're going to see Rhodey kind of go into some sort of like hospital after in-game for being injured. Um, and we're going to see like some sort of flashback of like when he was taken captive. Um, and then I think we're going to see a continuation of this story. Maybe not a direct continuation, but like we're going to be picking up with Rhodey from after, you know, waking up from the pods in Armor Wars. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it could have been better. Um, I enjoyed it as more uh, MCU Disney Plus stuff. Um, I was very hopeful that we were going to get another WandaVision or Loki out of this. And don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Captain Marvel and I enjoyed Moon Knight. But um, they weren't as fun or as enjoyable as WandaVision or Loki were. But when is Loki 2 coming out? Uh, September, I think. That's not that no. long. No, so I'm I'm hopeful that whatever they do with that and, you know, with everything going on with Jonathan Majors, um, I'm hopeful that Loki 2 will be kind of a return to how the Disney Plus shows... October 6th. October 6th. Yeah. I'm hopeful that it'll be a return to how the Disney Plus shows started and not where they're at currently. They're okay. Um, so uh, Gaia is now, like you said before, the most yeah. powerful being in the universe right um i predict we never hear from her again i think they'll depower her either gonna depower or never hear from her again because she is off searching for a new scroll homeworld well no she's now for, leading forever. the scrolls on earth yeah but i think she just goes off and mm. just like they just retcon it because like i mean she's way too powerful there's Maybe. no there's how can you do anything with her around you either have to Maybe, like, there's a side effect she dies from all of it. Maybe that's what happens. No, I think it'll be more that what Graphic made was temporary. Oh, so she just goes back to not having powers? Yeah. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's a good decision. I'm just saying, like, I think they'll <laughs> depower her at some point. Um, but what's dumb is that they introduce this character right before the Marvels comes out. And if she has Captain Marvel's power, would, you know a big premise of the Marvels is that their all their powers are intertwined, right? So when Kamala Khan uses her yeah, power, you find she might swap with Carol Danvers. Right. Like we don't know yet, but they also swap with Photon, right? And so it's like, if Gaia is running around with Carol Danvers power, why wouldn't she also swap? Who knows? We'll probably see. Um, I just think it's a flimsy way to introduce a very powerful character, uh, into the movie universe and just kind of like, I don't know. I don't feel like they gave it the attention that it warranted. No, I, it was like, it was an okay show. It yeah. wasn't the greatest. It wasn't really bad. Um, it was just, it, you know, the first half I think of the season was really good. The first three episodes, yeah. last three episodes just kind of tapered off and yeah. kinda, eh, it was okay. 
So, um, hey, but oh, okay. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna just do the, you know, hey, but what do y'all think about <laughs> it? Uh, you can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail dot com. You can go to facebook dot com slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at igtgs show. You can um, shape shift into our threads, our Instagram at it's going to get stupid. That didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. Or you can search it's going to get stupid podcast <laughs> on YouTube. And you can leave us a voicemail and tell Jose how bad that uh, segue was at 281-870-4055. Super bad. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best here, okay? Jose, what was the last thing you watched? The last thing I watched was Haunted Mansion. Now, before you say anything about this um, and how bad it's doing in the box office. Oh, is it doing bad? Yeah, well, it's just not, you know, it's, it's... doing okay but it was like a 150 million dollar movie or some crazy amount of money and it's not even close not even getting close to that um so i like jungle cruise a lot yeah that was fun and this kind of this kind of thing that they're going on making the rides i never saw the original haunted mansion with eddie murphy um i never planned to i did too yeah i don't know people people forgot about that movie yeah um was it a double feature with shazam the Shaquille O'Neal movie? No. So, <laughs> this movie, it had a an all-star, like, literally all-star cast. Like, it just, yeah. Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson, like, a lot of just solid performers in this film. And they did, they honestly did really well. I love Danny DeVito. He's great. Jamie Lee curses this movie. Didn't even realize it until I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and and also, uh, your favorite, Jared Leto, yeah. is in this movie as well. Uh, but he's masked behind a lot of voice changing and uh, makeup and everything, and they don't. It's not, he's not doing anything. So, one, it was not scary, but it was a family movie. But it was like the the you since I've just came from Disney this year, you know, I rode Haunted Mansion again, and some of the ghosts that are in Haunted Mansion, the ride, you see them here, and so there's like a link, and that's really cool. Yeah. So there's all these little Easter eggs from the ride in the movie, which are really, really cool. And the same thing with Jungle Junkers. They're the yeah. same exact thing. I don't know why it's getting – I think I think people are kind of tired of these kind of movies or just wanting something different. And also the timing of this movie is terrible because Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. Well, why wouldn't you release this week. on Halloween? What's that? Why wouldn't you release why this on they, Halloween? I, I don't know why they didn't do it during Halloween. I guess they're trying to get some of this – this is just bad. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it was a terrible time to release this film. It got. It's getting. It's just getting out outpaced by a lot of things. I don't think people. I, I guess because it's like a summer blockbuster kind of. You know, just a fun, entertaining family movie. And if you do it during Halloween, it's sort of school time, so maybe there's less money, and those typically don't make as much money. So they're trying to make a lot of money with this movie. Um, but don't, I don't release it during Bar- uh, Heimer month. That's uh, that's like yeah. A, it's, I mean, I, I don't think anybody could have predicted the amount of insanity behind Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, it just went, it just went crazy. I don't yeah. know why it went so crazy, but it did, and it overshadowed this movie. Like, I don't think people, I, I didn't realize this movie was coming out. I don't think other people realized it was coming out too. Um, so that was probably part of the problem. But it was a very solid film, and it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I just like Jungle Cruise. Like, if you like Jungle Cruise, you're probably gonna like Haunted Mansion. Um. It's probably oh. doing bad because there wasn't enough f bombs in it. They probably should. It should be PG thirteen <laughs> plus, um, and they should have had at least one butt. Owen, uh, Luke Wilson, our Owen Wilson butt, and a definitely an f bomb. No one wants to see that. 
Barb- Barbie has grossed worldwide uh, like $775 million. Oh and, my gosh, that's insane. And Oppenheimer <laughs> is at $400 million. Good grief. I did watch Barbie, but I haven't talked about it yet. So. And both of their budgets were $100 million, So they are, they have... They would be successful, yeah. But Barbie's done more, like way more than Oppenheimer. Well, I think Oppenheimer, I think you're getting so Oppenheimer, you're getting Nolan fans, and you're getting people who want to do the Barbieheimer thing. Yeah. And Barbie, you're getting a bunch of like Oppenheimer's not reaching to the vast majority of audience yeah. that Barbie's reaching. To. But like Haunted Mansion, they also had a hundred million budget, and they've yeah. made worldwide like thirty three million so Ooh. far. But that's only yeah. opening weekend. But it's first They're week. It's first week. It. But They're I mean, like, make it. yeah. it's not going to make seven hundred million. No, but much. it'll. I'm sure it'll make at least a hundred. They'll make their money back. They're yeah. not. But it's but, not that's, but that, that means it's a flop, right? Because yes. you have to yeah. make so much more than yeah. the movie they made it for. Yeah, yeah if you break even, it's a it's a failure. So I, they're already calling it a failure. That's the problem. And this is the second Aww. flop because the other movie they had, what was it? Jungle Cruise? Disney release. Oh, uh, Elemental did also did not do well. Mm. See, we didn't see so, it. The, my my parents took the kids and my parents loved it. And they're so yeah, picky about great. stuff and the kids loved it. I, I don't actually know what's going on with Disney because I don't, I don't know if they've necessarily been good marketers in the past, but like Elemental's had terrible marketing. I yeah. didn't know anything about the film. Yeah. And then this movie just didn't seem, I don't know, it, it just maybe didn't get marketed well either, but I, I enjoy both of them. So what is the last thing y'all watched? We just watched Nope, finally, nine months after, <laughs> nine months after I digital release. I still have not seen that movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, if, if Jordan Peele was out to do a trilogy of films and this is the third in his trilogy, um, it wasn't my favorite. I still think um, the first one was. Um, I'm drawing a blank get on it. Out? Get out. You liked Get, get out, out more than Us? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, us, like, I don't know. That thing was like, especially when it was all revealed at the end, I'm like, ooh, shivers. I still think about it. Like, her whole talking about it. Really? So good. So good. Maybe I need to watch it again. Get Out? I mean, I thought Get Out also had a real twist at the end, but I don't know. When they revealed the twist in Us, so, it freaked me out. I'll say this. I think... Us is probably the better movie overall, like production wise. So good. Like story story beats and everything like that. I just think that um, Get Out was just so unique that we hadn't seen anything like it at that time that I think it, it holds like a nostalgia kind of like special factor. I would say yeah. I would say Us was pretty unique as well. Yeah. Um, but... However, I did not like Us. So there you go. Why? Man, we can, that, we can have a whole podcast about that. We, can have a whole we, we, about we should talk about that. <laughs> Um, we, we, so we watched Nope. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more after, you know, I've watched like, since we watched it, I've watched like five YouTube videos explaining the meaning <laughs> of, of the movie. Um, I liked how I think, uh, Ryan Airy from Screen Crush presented it. He was like, this isn't really an alien movie. It's more of a kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I'm not gonna spoil it for Jose, but it, it makes, it makes sense in like looking at it from that perspective. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like um, like what he's done in the past, where there's this big reveal, yeah. and it and they he's been really good about revealing all of yeah. it. And I feel like the big reveal in Nope 
was not fully explained. So there's still, and I mean, I know you went down a yeah. YouTube rabbit hole. You probably no. know a lot of things that I don't, but just from watching it, there's just so much. I still have so many questions and I'm completely like, the most, I don't know. It's the most in night Shyamalan of the movies. Yes. Yes. Where I would say, I would you, agree to that. You get presented this really fantastical scenario that is equally as intriguing and horrifying, but then you don't really get a res like a true resolution to it. Like no, there's an ending, but you're kind of you're still left wondering like, well, why did this happen? Kind of thing. Mm. Um, whereas like Get Out and Us, like there's there's an explanation and there's an ending, right? So not you, really yeah. because they're still like people are still alive sure. doing the things they're doing. But it's like in this one, it was just like la la. They like this is like we've revealed it and now. What yeah. I mean, there's so much that is so yeah. like it doesn't make sense, and the whole like uh, uh, horse corral, not the corral, but like the little uh, fair thing. Okay, that it's like nothing. None of that was explained. Jose, can I talk about this? Like, do you yeah, mind? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's fine. I don't care. So the movie starts out with um, uh, so there's there's the story about this show. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, Steven Yoon yeah. from Walking Dead. He plays a character named um, Jupiter. Uh, he was a kid actor. He's moved out as an adult. He's moved out to the desert and he has this kind of like Western like kind of experience, right? But he was a kid actor um, and the second show he did was this show called uh, it was about a monk. Gordy. Uh, it's called Gordy. It was about a chimpanzee named Gordy. Like kind of like an ALF scenario where like the chimpanzee wasn't talking, but the chimpanzee lived with them and they adopted him as like a child. Well, the opening shot is of Gordy having gone in like one of the chimpanzees playing Gordy having lost it and like beats one of the actors he kills to death. all the actors. Yeah. Like he just goes on a rampage and they also don't explain what what that had to do with anything. Okay, so. I did some digging. Oh, man. Um, Get Out is exploitation of... Um, Get Out was like his commentary on like racism and things like that, right? Us was his commentary on the class system, right? Like you have the upper class and lower class. <laughs> this was commentary of exploitation of people and animals. Um, so Gordy was exploited by his owners and he finally snapped, right? The thing that's in the air is exploited by Jupiter being made into a sideshow and snaps and decides to kind of like, that's why there's a part when they're at the, they're at Jupiter's kind of like Western experience. He holds these like evening showings and puts a horse out in the middle of the corral for the thing to come and eat the horse. Right. And sells tickets for an audience. To it, for an audience right. Um, it happens at six thirteen, which brings into the attack that Gordy did was six minutes and 13 seconds long. He mentions that. So every night at 6.13, this thing comes out of the air, eats a horse, is pleased, and goes away. Well, eventually the thing gets mad because one of um, Daniel uh, Coulier's character sets up a trap and feeds him a fake uh, statue of a horse. And the thing gets upset. And so when Jupiter comes to feed it again, like towards the end of the movie, the thing comes out and it eats Jupiter and everyone in the crowd and uh, 
and like just like the entire everyone that was at the western thing they get completely destroyed and like you get to see like everything like as it's happening um and so it was the the thing was being exploited and it knew it was being exploited and it was angry about it and so there's this there's a scenario where daniel Kaluuya's character um his name is oj um and then mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer's character, who goes by M, I think her name is Emily, they're, they see, like, getting footage of this thing as a way to propel them into a, a different lifestyle, right? Into, like, it's kind of their meal ticket. They refer to it as the Oprah shot. Like, everyone else gets, like, fake shots. And so, like, they want the Oprah shot of this of this thing, of, an, of a UFO. That's what they believe it is. And so... You kind of go through this process, but the thing, there's a lot of backstory where like, you know, OJ and M's father was a horse trainer. He dies very early on in the movie. OJ takes over the ranch and like M was supposed to have trained a horse, but she didn't get to. And so like, it's kind of her story of learning how to tame an animal. Um, And then it's the thing story of like, it's exploitation, right? I'm spoiling the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Not and really, so, because like the, there's still a lot know. to happen. Um, so, anyways, I thought it was an interesting story. I just feel like there was so many questions in in his movies in the past. Yeah. He's done such a good job, even though it makes you super uncomfortable. Yeah, he's done a really good job to explain what happened, why it yeah. happened, and in this one, it was just kind of like, da da, yeah. like this is what it is. Like, okay, but why? Yeah. Like, there was no, I don't know. It was just, I mean, every movie has some supernatural element. And so it's not that so much, but it's not like, where did it come from? How how long has it been here? It's just, there was no explanation of like, I don't know. Like, how did, like, Jupiter realizes, I don't know. It was just this whole, there were so many questions. I think the interesting thing here is like. It was good. It was just confusing. I think us and Get Out made more sense or resonated better without answering all the questions because it dealt with people and how people treat other people. This one deals really with, like, how we abuse others as people we abuse other things, whether it being animals or the system that we're in. And because it was more attached to animals, I think there's a disconnect there from like really finding that like uh, resonating thread in the, in the story that he was telling. It's still not my favorite. However, there was one part of the movie that I absolutely loved. And I almost like, like screamed with giddy when I saw it. Screamed with giddy. Yeah. Can you uh, scream with giddy? I don't know. It, it, it sounded wrong when I said it. Um, <laughs> at, towards the end of it, uh, Kiki Palmer gets on a electric motorcycle that was left abandoned by some, like a TMZ reporter that was trying to also get footage of the thing. And she's leading it back to the, like, kind of for like the final conflict. She's leading it away from the 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 their ranch and into Jupiter's kind of like Western experience. And she gets into the middle of it and she's on an electric bike and she does the Akira slide like with the motorcycle. (laughs) And it was like shot perfectly. And so like I got to I was like as I was digging through videos. Was that intentional or okay? As I was digging through videos, like someone interviewed him and they were, you know, it was like during the press time. And the guy was like, I I really enjoyed the Akira slide. He was like, yeah, man. He's like, I got to do it. He was like, it was, he, he was so happy that he got to do it and it was executed well. 
but it was like executed perfectly. Um, the way like she slid on the bike, the way she looked at the camera, like it was, you could tell it was like someone that really appreciated that shot in the anime, which I think is like one of the most iconic shots from that movie. Um, and then was able to translate it into one of their own creation. He was actually asked to do the live action Akira movie and he said no. And I think that's the true, the true sign of a fan when they love something so much that they don't want to ruin it. Even though that they could, in theory, do justice by creating their own version of it, I think it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm just going to leave this alone. It's perfect the way it is. And I don't want to have any chance of like ruining this work of art. So, if nothing else, we get a live-action Akira slide that was done perfectly, and uh, I loved it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Super nerdy. So I, I do recommend watching it. Um, it's the definitely the least favorite of the trilogy. Um, I still think it's it's a good experience and it's shot really well. There's some truly like horrific scenes in the movie. Like there's this one part where the the thing like it's consumed a bunch of things and then it decides it doesn't want to have that in its system anymore and just unleashes it on OJ and M's house. And like it was like straight out of a horror movie. Yeah, it was yeah. like raining blood. Yeah, <laughs> like on their house, and it was like, uh. and like anything like pocket change and like it watches could, and stuff yeah. like anything that it couldn't digest. It just like came out in a torrent of blood on top of their house. And it was like, oh gosh, yeah, it was horrifying. Like it couldn't <laughs> consume inorganic matter. Yeah, right. And so oh. it, it has to let go of it at some point. Um. So anyways, I know I've given away a lot. I don't think I've spoiled the movie because I think it's worth watching just like us and get out. Well, you know, it's about aliens. Yeah. So, I mean, but you, I, mean, I don't know. It, it was it was done really well and it was definitely suspenseful. Yeah. I mean, I do recommend it, but there, like more so than the other films, there was just so many questions yeah. at the end. I mean, if you, if someone was to like give a rundown of us or get out, I would still say go watch the movie because you have to experience like the way it's filmed and everything yeah and even just to like fully understand the story i think it's worth watching it i would say nope falls into that category as well awesome well two opposite ends of the spectrum to watch <laughs> haunted mansion or nope uh <laughs> well let us know what you guys think at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com go to facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid tweet us at igtgs show Threadogram us at It's Going to Get Stupid. Threadogram. Uh, or you can search It's Going to Get Stupid podcast on YouTube. <clears throat> and leave us a voicemail at 281-870-4055. That's all we got. Remember, new episodes drop on Thursdays after 10. As long as Rick does his job. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It ended. I just, it ended. I, look, with, I just want. I just want to direct them to a place to go if they're waiting around on Thursday and there's nothing there. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's see how it is. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>